ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We welcome you to Gospel Dynamite, a Christian broadcast dedicated to the salvation of the lost and the revival of God's people. I'm Alan Mashburn, your Bible teacher and the pastor of Asbury Baptist Church, located at 218 Asbury Church Road in Seagrove, North Carolina. We invite you to visit our church at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. On Sunday evenings, we provide online services which can be viewed on gospeldynamite.org. Now please join me in the study of the Word of God. You're listening to Gospel Dynamite. I invite you to take your Bible this morning. Turn with us to Joshua 24. We're going to be reading verses 14 through 28. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served and were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out them before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwell in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves, that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you. And incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak, that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us. 
for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, every man unto his inheritance. These are exciting times for the people of Israel. They had defeated their enemies, and now they had claimed the promised land. And each one of the tribes had received their inheritance, and now they could settle down and enjoy life just a bit. It was a time of hope, prosperity, and blessings. However, it was also a very dangerous time for these people. There was the danger that they would forget where they came from and how they had gotten to where they are and what the Lord had done for them. There was the danger that they would begin to adopt the idolatrous religion of the Canaanites who still lived around them. There was the danger that they would fall into a state of complacency, a state in which they might feel that they could let down their guard just, just a little. Now, these were dangerous times for Israel indeed. In the midst of this situation, Joshua stands up to deliver the people a challenge from the Lord, and he wants them to dedicate themselves to him and his work. He does not want them trying to live for him on the one hand and the gods of Canaan on the other. He wants wholehearted dedication or nothing. That is the clear message of this passage. I'd like to remind you these are dangerous times for the local church as well. We're seeing the church develop an appearance more and more like that of the church of Laodicea in Revelation 3, verses 14 through 22. A church that had everything it needed except the presence, the power, and the glory of God. Just as the Lord issued a call through Joshua all those centuries ago for his people to make up their minds as to whom they would serve, so he issues the same call to his people on this day. In essence, he's saying to his people, then and now it's time, it's time you make up your mind. And I might add that it is time that you make up your mind. Every day we have the opportunity to decide who we will have our love, our obedience, and our worship toward. God Almighty, or you and all the things that you want to capture your minds. We see in this great chapter in verses 1 through 13, a time of contemplation. Because of our time restraints, we are unable to read the entire chapter, but I encourage you to do so. Joshua begins his remarks in verses 1 through 12 by calling them to a time of contemplation. He wants them to remember who they are, where they came from, 
and what the Lord has done for them. It would do us well to think back on all of those things ourselves. Verses 1 through 12, he calls them to think back, to contemplate God's power in their lives. They're reminded about God's choice and call to Israel. How he redeemed them how he delivered them from Egypt, and how he manifested his power and glory on their behalf time and time again. They're reminded of the victories they have enjoyed and the blessings that have been theirs because of the Lord's work in their lives. My friend, we must contemplate what Christ has done for us Remember where he found you, what he did for you, how he blessed you, how he's worked on your behalf time and time again, and how he's answered prayer and met needs. Remember his power in your life. Then also in verses 1 through 12, Joshua calls them to contemplate God's presence in their lives. Israel is reminded that God has ever been with them. And everything they faced, he was there to help them. He was there to see them through. My friend, we must remember that since the day that we were saved by grace, God has never left us. God has never forsaken us. And he has promised in his word in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, that he will never, ever leave us. Remember his presence in your life. Also in verse 13, Joshua calls them to contemplate God's provision in their lives. Now they are reminded of how they enjoy blessings that they do not deserve. They're clearly partakers of grace and have more than they could ever imagine. We must contemplate the fact that we have much this morning that we simply do not deserve. Think of it. We are saved. We are secure. We are headed to a home in heaven. We are hell-proof in the body of Christ. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and he lives in us all of the time. We have more than anyone can imagine or understand and God's been so good to us. And in the light of these truths, I wonder, I wonder why so many of God's children seem to have such a hard time just simply loving and serving him as they should of course, this is nothing new. Israel was guilty of walking out on God even when he had been so good to them. Simply read Jeremiah 2, verses 5 through 19. I wonder if we would ever admit to the same kind of sin. Everything under the sun is allowed to come before the Lord in our lives. Whereas being the bought, purchased possessions of the King of glory the creator of the universe, our redeemer. And how we should function is when things come up that would hinder us from the house of God or serving God, 
We should not make an excuse or put off going to his house, but we should definitely put off the things that would hinder us from serving the king because he gave everything. We must give him what he deserves. Perhaps we need to contemplate what the Lord's done for us once again. Remember where he found you and all that he's done for you. I don't buy this garbage that people say, I found Jesus. You didn't find Jesus. The Lord Jesus found you. He's never been lost. You were lost. He found you. Joshua's telling the people of Israel, you were out on the backside of a desert, wandering around. God provided for all of our needs. And now it's time to make up our mind whether we're going to serve him or serve somebody else. Verses 14 and 15, not only a time of contemplation, but he also issued a time of confrontation. Joshua's command to the people was threefold. They were commanded to fear God, clean up their lives by putting away their other gods, and then they were to serve the Lord. Now, this would put them in a position to put God back in the forefront of their lives. This is a command that God's people must and should take heed today. First, we need to fear God. That is, we need to reverence him. We need to honor him for who he is. He deserves to be respected, loved by those he has redeemed. Then, Put away our other gods. All those things in our lives that come ahead of the Lord need to be put away forever. Then we should serve him with sincerity. The word serve means to fulfill the role of a slave. We are his possessions and we should live as such. The Bible teaches that in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 and 20. The Bible says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The word sincerity means wholeheartedly, completely, with integrity. In fact, the English word sincere comes from two Latin words, which means without wax. It was used to refer to the scrupulous pottery dealers who sold first-class pottery that did not have cracks patched with wax. And when patched pottery was held up to the light, the wax that was used to patch the pottery was easy to spot. So it is with people who live in sincere lives. When they're held up to the light, their hypocrisy shows. The implication for us is that God does not want his people to live lives of hypocrisy. He wants us to be what we claim to be. In verse 15, we're confronted by choice. Joshua challenged the people to choose who they would serve and then get about doing it. The same choice stands before us this very day. My friend, it's about time people got off the fence and make up their mind whose team they're actually on. Elijah had this same confrontation on Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 18 verse 21. 
Friends, you cannot have both God and the world. You cannot have him in all your distractions. Either he's first place or you've got a different God. The question that comes to my mind is this, why would anyone think it evil to serve the Lord? In verse 15, Joshua set the example, and he laid down the gauntlet for the rest of the people by stating his clear intention to serve God. I want to say right now, we must, we have got to have some Joshuas in our day who will stand up with fortitude and a steel backbone and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We don't care what the culture says. We don't care what the temperature of, uh, of anything in the world is. We want to serve God, and that's what we're going to do. Doesn't matter what the neighbors do. Doesn't matter what our friends do. Doesn't matter what the news media and social media says. It matters what God thinks, and I'm going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We need men and women who will be settled in their hearts. Jesus Christ and his word and his will are going to come before anything else in life. We've got too many who by their lives give justification for slackness in life. We need some who have a backbone of steel who would rather die than to let something come ahead of them and God. Think of Daniel. Daniel was away from his homeland. Had he purposed in his heart, he would not defile himself with the king's meat. Think of the three Hebrew children in Daniel chapter 3. They refused to bow to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. They kept their testimony. They refused to bow. They refused to bend. And thank God, because of God's grace and power, they refused to burn. Think of Ruth, as God had provided for her to be in the position that she was for such a time as that. Does your life stand as a challenge to godly living or as an encouragement to godless living? It is one or the other. And thirdly, I would show you in verses 16 through 28, there's a time of consecration. The people consider all that the Lord has done for them. and They declare their allegiance to him and him alone. They seem almost incredulous when offered the opportunity to serve other gods. Is the Lord your choice this morning? If he has to compete for your time, your attention, your money, your love, it calls your entire profession of faith into question. If you had to rank God on a list of priorities in your life, where would he end up? Joshua in verses 19 through 23. Joshua takes the opportunity to remind them that God is holy and that God is righteous. If they serve him, he will bless them. But if they renege on their end of the agreement, there's going to be a high price to pay. God's people need to remember that while God is a God of love, grace, and mercy, 
He is still a holy and righteous God. He will not tolerate sin in the lives of his children. Friends, there is a terribly high price to pay for disobedience. We find that in Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 12. Sadly, many people pay that price for their sins in their children, their health, and even in their homes. You better understand one principle. Understand it today. That you reap exactly what you sow. Galatians 6 and verse 7. The people respond in verses 24 through 28. They respond by setting about the business of serving the Lord. They and Joshua set up a memorial, a record, if you will, of their decision. Now, there was a record of their decision, and it would be used to what? It would be used to hold them accountable. Now, sadly, Israel did not keep their vows to the Lord, and they paid a terribly high price. One only has to read Judges, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles. By the way, that should show us that God keeps good and accurate records. He will hold us to the vows that we have made. He wants us to serve him, love him, honor him. When we do that, he opens the blessings in our lives. When we choose to walk in a way that does not please him, then we can expect him to chastise us if we're truly, truly his children. Now, if you believe that you are his child and you're out of his will and you're trying to hold hands with the world and trying to be a believer and you haven't been chastised, then you need to question your faith in light of the word of God. I say that not to cast doubt on your salvation. I say that as a brother in Christ who would definitely make sure that I'm saved. Because to have the chastisement of God in your life is actual proof that we are a child of God. Now in closing, don't you think it's time that we made up our mind? Don't you think that it's time that we made up our mind that if God is God, if the Lord be God, then serve him. If he isn't, then go ahead and serve whatever has your heart. Whatever you do, stop trying to have the best of both worlds. A Christian that refuses to live for Christ is a poor advertisement for the Lord Jesus. While a life lived in his power and victory is a powerful advertisement indeed, which one are we? Which one are we? Now this morning, perhaps you're not even saved. You know that if you were, your life would be vastly different than it is. Today would be a great day for you to come to Jesus Christ. Others may want to bow their head and do business with God 
on any other array of business that he's placed on your heart or convicted your soul about, do it. Let's get it right so we can grow, so we can move forward for the glory of God. If you've never been born again, the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 that there's none righteous. No, not one. The Bible says in Romans 3 and verse 23 that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've sinned. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you would like to accept Christ today, I encourage you, bow your heart, bow your head where you are. And I encourage you to pray in your spirit, pray in your heart, and say, Dear Lord Jesus, according to your word, I am a sinner. We all have sinned, and I acknowledge it, and I confess my sin to you. Lord Jesus, I believe, according to the Bible, you paid the price for my sin. Lord Jesus, I confess it to you, and I ask you to come into my life and come into my heart. I ask you to save me, Lord, and I ask you to help me to live for you. God, help me. In Jesus' name, amen. That prayer will not save you. But praying a prayer like that and meaning it in your heart will save your soul according to the word of God. I trust that if you prayed that prayer and you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. You have made that decision unfettered by anyone or any coercion from anything. You've done business with God. And I trust that you will become a student of the Bible. I encourage you, find you a church that preaches and teaches the Bible as the word of God. And I trust you would become a student of the Word of God, beginning with the Gospel of John. If you become a child of His today, I say God bless you. My friend, the time is drawing near. Jesus Christ is coming again. And if you've just received Christ as your Savior, you will be called up with Him in the clouds to meet Him, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Make the decision in your life today, I'm going to serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We trust it's been a blessing. Trust you'll have a great week in the Lord. Log on to our website, gospeldynamite.org, and let us know if you've accepted Christ or this message has helped you. God bless you, and we trust you have a great day in the Lord.